so thank you for coming in and as you said you're an investment banker so just like to get a bit of history how long have you been an investment banker i've been for the past three years okay also the capital has been in existence for over 50 years over 50. that's like for over 50 decades okay that's, that's good so we'll just get right into it so we don't waste time so today we are going to talk about halal investing everything that comes with it oh before that actually i forgot to say hi to my podcast listeners hi people i hope you all are doing well and well because it's ramadan and i'm trying to put out an episode that is islamic oriented today we are going to talk about halal investing everything that has to do with putting your finances and taking care of it the halal way whether from investment how you save and just making sure that you're not falling into interest which is haram in islam if you don't know if for non-muslims listen to this podcast muslims are not allowed to earn from an income that has interest because it's haram so to get started i wanted to ask what's the the profit versus interest right so when it comes to business there are things that are profit and there are things that are like are interest what's the difference so just in layman's a profit is the difference between the cost price that's how much you bought a product okay. and how much you are selling it so for example you bought your phone say hundred thousand okay and you are selling for 120 okay. so your profit is twenty thousand okay. so that's what the basics of profit okay. but for interest it means you've invested in something and you are expecting a return okay so that's the difference between that's the difference between profit and interest okay that makes sense so um then another difference is between saving and investment what was like between okay not difference per se i know it's not the same but when was at what point is it easier to save or is it better to invest like what are the different categories okay so you can start saving at any point in time and you can start investing at any point in time okay the difference between the two is just your amount of information uh, okay that's time so if you are properly informed you know okay i can save now and i can start making an investment now as well so let me say for example we went to a school to talk to the teachers that okay you are close to retirement and you've not been having, you've been saving. Yeah. Or you've not been, you've not been investing. So the money you're having in your account is just sitting there. And at the end of the month, bank charge, you may be your, for your uh, debit card, your um, account maintenance and all. Yeah. But if you are investing it, no matter how small, you'll be earning something at the end of the day. So at the end of the day, you'll be having something on your investment. Okay. So your investment, it might be a target savings. Say, okay, you want to buy a car in five years. You feel you want to retire in five years and you want to open a shop. So you can be like, saving towards that. Mm-hmm. Instead of now saving the money, just keeping it under your pillow. Why not invest in yeah. that same amount? Okay. All right, that makes sense. So, but then the ROI, based on my little understanding, the ROI of investment comes with interest, right? Yes. So if... If the ROI of investment comes in interest, how does halal investment work then? Like, what makes it different from savings? What do you get back in investing the halal way? It seems you're not allowed to call it interest. Okay. So, like I said earlier, that it depends on the amount of information you have with you. Okay. So, if you're having, let's say, you want to start making your savings now, 
definitely you are investing. You'll be getting something in return. Okay. But where are you making your investment? Where are you making your sale? What are you investing in? Say, I can make my investment in just any product and get my return on my investment. But if it is what I'm investing in, is it Sharia compliant? Okay. That's where the Islamic finance calling. Okay. That's the kind of investment that is targeted to a particular set of people. Okay. So, in quote here, in Muslims. All right. So, you know, for you to make investments according to Islam, there has to be Sharia compliance. That is everything Islam forbids, you must avoid. Yeah. And whatever Islam permits, you can invest in them. Okay. So, for every investment you are making, you are getting something in return. It now depends on what you are investing in and how you are making that investment. That's, that spells out what your returns will be. Okay. And what your economic investments will be. All right. So, back again to my question. I don't know if you answered or not. So, your return now in halal investment, how what does it make it an increase? Okay. So, I didn't get it. So the return you get in halal investment, what doesn't make it an interest? How is it not an interest? Apart from the fact that it's Sharia compliant, but the returns that you get, like the more money that you get, how is it not an interest? Okay. So it depends, like I said earlier, it depends on what you are investing. Okay. So let me use one of the products we have in Sosia. We call it the Mudaraba. Okay. We have the Mudaraba investment. We have the Mudaraba investment. So just a closed close investment. So it's more like a profit margin for you. Okay, I'm giving you this amount of money. Then I'll be getting, okay, I'm giving you 100,000, just like I did earlier. Mm -hmm. And I'll be getting 120. So okay. you don't know what I'm investing in. Yeah. But I've told you this is Sharia compliant. And you know, for let me do a, a life scenario. Mm -hmm. The Nigerian government had is a federal government to Fund, which was launched. Yeah. So you know, for the Sukuk fund now, the, what is what was it? all Muslims are enjoined to contribute to this uh, fund. And what are they? What are they used for? They are used for maybe infrastructure expansion and uh, or to make lives better. Okay. So you can be sure that okay, this type of funds are used with halal um, products or halal investments. Okay. While you can rest assured that okay. You can be sure you are earning your interest in an allowed way. So now for the school, based on the type of product, since you call it ethical funds, yeah, we, it, it won't be interest for you. It's going to be profit. It's going to be a profit for you. So at the end of the day, let's say you are training for six months, nine months, a year, what you are getting is a profit, not the interest on your investment. Okay, all right. So we just go down to like small scale business owners and that's the whole idea behind this about how people that are not they're just starting how if they're trying to scale up their finances what do you advise how do you advise they start investing with like small scale business okay. owners and students all right thank you so for small scale business or students there are three things that we do pitch to our clients whenever we have a discussion with them Mm -hmm. And that is for you to be a successful investor, then you must have three things. The first is time, the second is patience, and the third is discipline. Okay. So, for the first one, the time, you are running an investment, not a, not a money doubling scheme. 
Okay. So if you want to earn the reward of that investment, then you must be able to leave that time. You can't you, you can't bring in fifty thousand naira today, and you expect that in a month's time you should have grown to seventy thousand naira. Okay. Even if even if you get a kind of investment that that can grow like that, then that growth is not sustainable. Okay. And that's how Ponzi schemes works. Yeah. So you need you need that time to give for your investment to grow. And the second is patience. So you must be patient enough for you to wait out for that period of time. Okay. So you want to invest for like just like I made earlier, I want to make a target savings for five years. Mm-hmm. So you should be able to be, be patient enough for that five years. The first is you set out the time okay, that we okay, cannot make this investment for five years. Okay. Then do you have that patience to, to, wait, to wait for that investment to mature that for the for the next five years? Okay. Then the, the third one is the discipline. the discipline. So it's not that you are investing on Monday and you are withdrawing on Friday. We know how we do this like piggy vest or the piggy bank kind of thing when we're small, where yeah. right, we just drop in 10 or 20 naira and then we were just hungry, just use grow to move 20 naira. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you, it's, what you, it's what you sow that you reap. So you have to be disciplined enough to wait for that investment to attain its maturity. Okay. So my understanding now when it comes to investment, it has to be like a long term plan. You can't, yes. it's not something that for or is there anything like short term investment and long term investment? Even though I know time is relative, but then is there like what do you think is the shortest term when it comes to like investment? Okay, using our company, Never Capital, as a case study, okay, so the shortest investment we have is 30 days, okay. But like I said, you need that patience to do it, it's not the money that you spend. So it means the interest, you, what you'll be earning in that 30 days yeah. will be different from if you had to wait for a year or two. Oh, so of course. Yeah. Exactly. So that's what the difference. So we have that for 30 days, we have for 60 days, we have for 90 days, and we have for a year. You know, I don't know, using this federal government for Nigeria as an example, yeah. there's, a federal, there's a federal government savings bond that is for 2032. Okay. So now this is we are in twenty twenty three. Yeah, but it's look at the ten distance. years. Yeah, exactly. So do you do you have that patience to wait till that investment matures? Okay. At least you are dealing with the federal government. Yeah. You should know your investment is safe. And one of those things that every investor needs to watch out for is is your capital safe. Okay. So I can I, I can promise you even and eight and at the end of the day. Maybe I paid you the first time, the second time, and then it's not sustainable for me. Okay. So I might have used the, the profit from others to pay you. Then when it comes to when it comes to that time to pay others, then I won't have anything to pay them. To pay them. And that's and that's how Ponzi scheme works. Just like rob, use uh, robbing Peter to people. Yeah. So when it's time for you to pay Peter, you have, you need to look for another Peter. To be able to pay. Peter. Yeah. So that's how Ponzi scheme works. Okay. So you need to be sure that your capital is safe. That, so that's why you, 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 must not be, you must not be particular about how much you are earning. Okay. And as much as you want to make profit or investment, you have to be sure that hope you won't be losing your money at the end of the day. End of the day. Okay. 
But then we've had situations where like banks, investment platforms crashing, right? So and you said some you should know if your capital is safe. So how do you know your capital is safe? Like how do you apart from the fact that maybe the reputation of the company is there, but like how do you trust that your capital is safe? So one of those things that I have to, that I, what do you find the first red flag that I need to know when it comes to investment is the kind of rate that you are given. Okay. I can't meet, I can't meet you today and tell you, okay, come and invest with me and I'll be, I'll be giving you 30 cents every month. Now looking at, looking at the kind of inflation in Nigeria now. Yeah. 30% every month, is this sustainable? No. What kind of business can I do that will make me earn 30% every month? And we should, we should put into consideration that I'm paying 30%. I'm a business owner. I want to make profit as well. Yeah. It's best for me to pay you this 30%. I should be making at least, let's just say I'm not greedy, make it at least 40%. Whereby I'm paying you 30% and I will be keeping 30% for myself. So what kind of business in Nigeria today can we do? That will be giving that 40% monthly. So that's one of those things we need to, we need to, we need to watch out for. Okay. And just like I just like I said earlier, it's not a money dropping scheme. So you shouldn't expect that okay, I'm I'm coming in with fifty thousand naira today. By next month, I must be having sixty thousand naira. You can you can have that, you can have that good, let's say for like or five months. But at the end of the day, the inevitable will still happen. Yeah. So you won't you won't think of the money you've earned initially. Okay, you've earned ten thousand naira for six months. That's sixty thousand naira. Yeah. It's not like you are it's not like you are keeping the money. And for some and for others, they will be reinvesting those interests or those profits mm-hmm. in the investment again. Mm-hmm. So when it when it crashes, you are losing both ways. You've lost all the profits you've made, and you've lost your capital as well. Okay. So those are those things. Those, the only thing you need to be sure of when it comes to the safety of the capital is the interest that that company is paying. Okay. Okay. The interest rate they are giving you. Okay. Let me let me use the Nigerian banking um, sector. The, for savings accounts, the interest given for savings accounts is four percent. Now you know. Now we know that is still. Now we know there's a momentum that is sustainable, four okay. percent monthly. No, that would, it, it will be four percent per year. That's four percent per annum. Okay. Now in an investment account, let me use United Capital Sukuk Fund. Now that today, as that today, our Sukuk Fund is doing ten percent per annum. Okay. So ten percent per annum is a growth that is sustainable. So um, my next question is because um, one of the questions that, that one of the myths for investment is that you have to be not rich but have enough like substantial funds in your disposal to be able to invest. So do you have schemes for like um, maybe like small scale business owners or students? What's the lowest amount that is like a good place to start when it comes to investment? Okay, so for using Sukuk as the benchmark here. Mm-hmm. So for our support for now, the, the minimum is 5,000 euro. Okay. Just like I said, you are making the investment targeted to something. You are making the investment targeting something ahead. So your 5,000 euro 
over time gives you something tangible. Okay. And you know, it's an investment. The higher you invest, the more profit you get. Yeah. yeah. Someone that someone that someone that has a, a business, let's say selling a carton of noodles and a crate of egg, the profit such person will get differs from someone that has a container of noodles and crates of eggs. Yeah, they are both investing, but their profits will be different. Okay, different. Okay. So if you are coming with five thousand naira, you are earning ten percent. Okay. If you are coming with hundred thousand naira, you are earning ten percent per annum. But the ten percent on five thousand naira is different from the ten percent on hundred thousand naira at the end of the day. Okay. And it's something that you can make it continuous. You can make it maybe a weekly, a monthly kind of thing. Just how convenient it is for you. Mm -hmm. So if you are starting with five thousand naira today, it doesn't mean you must continue doing five thousand naira henceforth. Mm -hmm. You can start with five thousand naira. Then maybe you know we know we know how the economy is. Yeah. Because we because we have much today, you just made a deposit of fifty thousand naira, and then things got a little bit stretchy for the next month. That you are doing ten thousand naira. So it's it's an it's an open ended investment. It's up to your own convenience. So you do what is convenient for you. You invest what is convenient for you. Mm. And then we, we have an application where you can always monitor your investments, how it grows. Mm -hmm. So every every day you know what you are earning. And when you want when you want to get your money back as well, you can equally get it in your under to four hours. It's it will be paid to you. Okay. All right. So uh, my next question is bringing it back to the whole halal investment. And so beyond like the different Sharia compliance schemes, sometimes people invest in things like, let's say, real estate, for instance. So how do you understand when your real estate investment is Sharia compliant or not? How do you differentiate it? Okay, so this is where the integrity of the company you're investing in comes in. You are, you are giving me the Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm investing in Sharia compliance. But it never can be sure, or it can't be too sure, if I'm actually following that Sharia compliance rule or not. Sorry, not quite too short. Can you just like mention the exact the Sharia compliance rules for investment, just for the sake of listeners? Okay. So we have um, the real estate, investment real estate, agric, and fast moving goods. Fast moving goods does those that are allowed. Say the and the milk and the provisions kind of you know we can also some are categorize the production of cigarettes and all as fast moving goods as well in Nigeria today, but it's not Sharia compliant. Okay. So you can go into you can go into the real estate, the health sector, the infrastructure, just any sector in Nigeria at all, or in fact even including the educational sector. Okay. Are they going into it the right way? Are they doing the right thing? So if the integrity of the company stands as thick. Okay, so imagine you giving me your money that okay, I want to invest in Sharia compliant products or investment. And then after a year or two, you've got to find out that what I'm actually sponsoring is those products producing alcohol. Okay. Or those producing pornographic uh, contents, or even sponsoring pornographic uh, podcasts. Mm -hmm. Look at it from that way. Yeah. 
So the integrity of the conference has taken. Mm-hmm. So you shouldn't be you can you should be you should walk the walk or you should be able to stand firm on what you are told or what you are preaching to people. Okay. So I'm telling I'm telling you I'm investing in Sharia compliant products. Then at any point in time, even if either either it might be you or you are bringing in someone, I should be able to point out that okay, this and this are the Sharia compliant things we are working on. Okay. Not that okay, you don't don't worry, just drop the money and go to sleep. Then at the end of the day, you now go to find out that I'm actually sponsoring all around things. Okay. So just like I said. The company has been in existence for over five decades. So the integrity is at stake That's if it's it. found wanting. Okay. It's sponsoring around things. Okay. Right. So, okay, so for instance, on like beverages or like re- online retailers, let's say if you want to invest in like Coca Cola, like Coke is pro- just an example. Coke is yeah. not alcoholic, but if there's a company that um produces both alcoholic and non-alcoholic beverages is it possible to invest in a way where your funds are just channeled to the non-alcoholic or that's not like a thing that can happen okay so for that if you have to go by that you need need to look for those companies that actually separate their non-alcoholic and production from the alcoholic production say let's let's use Coca-Cola for example now Mm -hmm. assuming Let's just use Coke and Coca-Cola. Say Coca-Cola is the non-alcoholic aspect of it, yeah. and Coke is the alcoholic aspect of it. Then there are two different companies. Mm-hmm. Then we know we are actually going into Coke. Coke. Okay. We are, or, or we are going into Coca-Cola. That's the non-alcoholic aspect of yeah. it. Yeah. Now using the as an example, Danguti produces a lot of things. Yeah. So you can you can invest in Danguti company as a group. So we are not sure of which of the company is which. And that's why this investment thing is, 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 is very it's very flexible. Mm-hmm. Because you can always go, you can always move between these companies. Okay, okay so I know Guinness is in, is producing soft drinks yeah. and they're producing alcohol. I'm not comfortable with what they are producing. Yeah. So we have Guinness. Instead of me sitting down with Guinness, why not just go with Coca-Cola? Where you are sure that okay, your investment is safe. It's safe, okay. Or instead of just for us to have that benefit of the doubt, let's just leave all those um, industry and then we face the telecommunication industry. Say you are investing in Airtel or MT, yeah. at least you you feel safer that way than for you to start having the doubts that I'm not sure if this money is coming from a large uh, investment. 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 Okay. So what of like platforms that host third parties like so like Amazon for instance now. Amazon technically apart from like they don't always put out items that are Amazon branded, they have more of third party sellers. So and with third party sellers, for instance, you can get anything off Amazon. So how do you invest in such or it's better not to invest in such? Okay. So for the sake of this uh, for the sake of this program, yeah. it's better not to. Okay. So it's better to be safe than to be in doubt. Okay. Yeah. So you, you can always you can always invest in other other beauty companies and where you feel safer. At least you have that peace of mind that's okay, your money is actually working in a, a lot environment. Environment. Rather than for you to start finding ways around it. You know, when you start finding ways around some things, 
there are some rules that you want that you tend to ignore. Yeah, of course. So it's better for you to just stick to those that you know you can you can vouch for okay. rather than those that can actually put you in doubt. In doubt, okay. So uh, my okay, another question is the forex trading. So how does that work in the halal? Like, is there anything like is it halal to trade with forex? That's the question. Oh, halal forex trading or forex trading in general is around okay. in Islam. The reason being that anything that has an element of gamble or speculation okay it's around for you to start making predictions that okay it should be this tomorrow it should be this today yeah it's around okay then another way to look at it is you know one of those things islam islam asks for that okay we should always okay in islam now you know the love of one's country is part of it and we are and we've also been enjoined that we should always listen to the authority. Yeah. Now, most of these forex um, traders or forex trades yeah. are not backed by the government. government. Of course. They are backed by individuals. So if we're looking at it from that way, that, okay, this thing is not backed by the federal, by the federal government yeah. of my country, yeah. then there is a reason why it's not backed. Okay. So, like I said, it should, it's better to be on the safer side to be in doubt so looking at it from um the islamic what islamic finance actually stands for is yeah. the art of the art of managing funds in accordance with sharia law yeah of course so if there is anything other than that then it's around okay thank you for clarifying and just for the sake of clarification that also means that cryptocurrency is a no so just before we wrap up, I just have like, so with your company, right? Like you mentioned there are different Sharia compliant investment schemes. So like, can you just explain to us like the various ones available? Okay. okay so for United Capital, we are having the, the first one we are having is the Sukuk. Okay. The Sukuk is more like a bond. You no, know, I, I made an explanation using the, the Federal government savings bond. So it's an Islamic bond that okay, you are having this for a for a tenure of time. That I'm investing in my I'm investing in Sukuk products, say for six months, a year, three years, or more. Okay. And majorly, bonds are always or are always investments of more than a year. Now we have Ijara, that's the operating lease. Okay. This is used for those that, okay, we need working capital. Okay. The, the person needs a working capital and he just needs to source out funds. Now, it's more like borrowing this person or making a, a, an equity contribution with this person that, okay, I want to, I want to invest with you for this product. I'm giving you one million euro. This is how much you'll be earning at the end of the day. Say you are earning... 50,000 error on the 1 million. So, the 50,000 error, how are we sharing this? More like a profit sharing formula. Okay. For the operating is that in Jara. Then we have the Istisna. That's the construction finance. That, okay, I want to erect a, 
a, a mansion, or I want to build an office. So I need funds to, to, to get it done. That's like using a life example as well. This um, recently concluded Dangote refinery. Yeah. You know, he had to he had to source of funds from different people. People. Yeah. yeah. Those he sourced the funds from are more like more like investors. Invest, yeah. So they 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 are sure this person is investing or wants to operate a, and allow a, a business. So they can be they can be well satisfied or well assured that okay this investment or this their fund is going into a Sharia compliance investment and not just any kind of investment whether you are not sure what you want to do. Then we have the Murabaha. The Murabaha, like I explained earlier, is a cost plus investment. Okay. So the cost plus investment for Murabaha is okay. I have this amount. I don't, I don't want to borrow you whereby I will give you and you'll be paying me interest. I don't want to earn interest. Okay, so at the end of the day, when, I'm, when I want to get my money back, just give me what I borrowed plus a certain profit on it. Okay. Which would have been agreed from the onset. Okay, I'll be giving you 20% of whatever profit I'm making. I'll be giving you 30% of whatever profit I'm making. Okay. So I'm not getting interest from you. But I'm getting what I borrowed you. Then we, we, we have the Mosharaka. That's a partnership com contract. So it's more like a partnership between I and someone to carry out a, an, um, an investment or to carry out a business transaction. Okay, mm -hmm. say I want to I want to import some a particular container from China now. I don't have the full fund to import this. Now I need a partner. So in that capital can come in as your partner. That okay, why not let us partner with you to fulfill your business obligation? And at the end of the day, whatever we, let's assume we are just three yeah. in this uh, partnership agreement. So we are sharing, we are sharing it 40, 40, 30. That's that's the percentage of what we are sharing the profits. 40, 40, 30. So 40, 40, 30, at the end of the day, I'm getting my 40%. You are getting your 40%. The next person is getting their thirty percent. Okay. Plus the capital they invested. So the only reason why we may, I may not be returning that capital is maybe it's not a one-off contract. Okay. Let's say it's something that has to be continuous. Then we can just keep sharing the sharing the profits year in year out. Yeah. Okay. Then in addition to that, so yeah. you know. Yeah, when we talk about this um, kind of investment, there are those companies where you buy shares or where you buy stocks. So that kind of companies, they can you, you they can see you as a partner, okay, or a shareholder. No matter how how, how little the, the amount you are investing is, they see you as a partner. You might, might not you might not be the, the partner at the top or the partner that um, is actually outspoken or the one that fronts the business. Yeah. But when it comes at the end of the year, you will definitely be paid dividend, dividend. On, on your, your stock. Yeah, of course. So that's how it works. Okay. So it's just like summarize. So based on my understanding is that when it comes in terms of halal investment, profit doesn't change over time. It's agreed at the beginning of the contract, right? Yes. yes. Well, for in, this is what makes it different from interest because interest changes depending on the time and also the yield of the investment. 
investment here. Okay. But, but uh, to, to add to that, it depends on what you're investing in. Okay. You know, for the Sukuk now, the Sukuk is more like you investing in a in, in federal government products. Okay. So, so, so the other capital Sukuk major is invested in federal, federal government products. products. Okay. So, you know, whatever the federal government is giving changes at the end of the day. So, because you don't want to earn interest, doesn't mean you shouldn't get your full profit as well. Okay. Uh, so, if at the end of the day, let's say for, for now, you're having 10% of the amount you contributed as your profit yeah. in the year, then if the federal government should now, now need more people to invest in that, what they simply do is they increase the, the amount, the interest rates they are paying. That's the interest you pay on your profits or your capital. They increase it for you. So once it has been increased, you in turn will be getting an increased profit as well. Okay. But for but for other parts of the investment, the Mudarabad, the Sharaka and all, then it's a fixed agreement. It's a fixed profit. Okay. Uh, yes. So only Sukuk changes over time. So but increased profit doesn't mean interest. No, it doesn't mean interest. Okay. Yeah. Also, like um you said like the one on one basic of like investing is ethical funds that are Sharia compliant. Like that's like yes. the best place to start. Okay. Well, I think this has been very informative. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on, for being so open about your knowledge and just informing us. This has been so knowledgeable. And I feel like for everyone that wants to go into the investment, because often when people want to invest, they're always scared of thinking, oh, at least from my little experience, like, is it halal? What's the halal investment? And because investment comes with like numbers, sometimes is it's kind of hard for like people that are not in the financial sector to understand what they need to do and what they have to do. But I hope that this part, this session is like, helps people a little bit to understand what they need to look out for. To ethical funds that are Sharia compliant, to be able to look out for the Sharia rule and also to just avoid what they shouldn't, just not to get into issues. And how profit is not the same as interest and increased profit doesn't mean interest. like. In some cases, profits increase, but often prof my understanding is that profit doesn't increase over time. It's what you agree at the beginning of the contract, while interest tends to increase based on the time and also deal of investment. So with that, that brings us to the end of this podcast. I hope everyone is doing good. I hope Ramadan is going well, and I hope may all our du'as get answered and me. Allah forgive us for all. Allah forgive us our sins. Um, and I hope this episode, which is a little bit about knowledge, <laughs> serves as a little jaria for us. Um, thank you to Radia for having this idea because it wasn't me, it was just I saw it on her Twitter and I reached out to her. And for actually making this episode even happen because she got she reached out to people and she was able to get me someone, she was getting to get me to think that I could interview for this episode. so this is all her idea. Thank you so much for this. And yeah, I hope everyone has learned a little bit, whether you're Muslim or not. If you plan on going into business with Muslims, this is something you should know about. So you know how they're telling their phones, what their phones shouldn't be used for. And just basically, even if you don't plan on like, if you never can tell where life will take you to, you could end up moving to a Muslim country and then you have to understand these things or anything can happen. Sure. 
or you could be CBN governor tomorrow and you have to understand maybe why some investments can fly for certain people for certain regions and all of that but so i don't get too much into this this brings us to the end of this podcast and i'll see you guys in the next episode don't forget to okay before that i know it there's probably like a bit of network issues and it's a bit shaky the sound is not the best with this episode bear with me because well we're doing it via a call and when it comes to calls it could be a little bit tricky and there could there could be network issues so i hope you guys are able to still learn despite the technical issues so with that thank you for having for listening if you come to this end and don't forget to share to subscribe and don't forget to follow us on our social media handle which is on instagram chat dot with cc bye